Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Now the Bucks will head back home. And again, you'll never count them out so tough in Milwaukee. But once again, this night belongs to the Phoenix Suns. T gets inside. Nader may have gotten a piece of it. And the Suns can now dribble it out. Final seconds. The Phoenix Suns are now two wins away from their first NBA championship. I know me. I know how hard I worked during the summer. I know how I play. Uh, I knew the pieces that was here, I knew Book was here, and like I say, I knew the pieces, I knew mine, I knew that we would have a system, I knew that we would build trust, so uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Look, we, we competed, there's a lot of things that we got to improve, rebounding the ball, we can play better, we can definitely play better, we can make, make more shots, getting, still getting good looks, but yeah, we're going towards the right direction. Now, I don't know if we're going to win the game, the next game, or the game after that but I know that we're going to compete uh, we're going to watch what we did uh, good in the tape and hopefully we can carry over to game three and do it even better and do it with more energy and uh, with more physicality and make it tougher for them and um, and I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it over and over again not just for the media for myself to hear it also uh, hopefully when we do those things we can put ourselves in a position to win the game well it's just nice to hear Giannis's voice first of all you don't get to hear it as much during the off season. Then Rogers is going to come back. Got to hear his voice. I saw some pictures of him golfing with McAfee and AJ Hawk. He looked like he was having a good time. Rogers. His uh, eyes were very red. <laughs> uh, that was from Game Two a year ago. Today was Game Two of the NBA Finals when the Bucks lost to the Suns. They lost by ten points. The Suns in that game shot 20 for 40 from three. Bucks were 9 of 31. So that was a game where it did not look good. And a lot of the prognosticators were telling you it was over. That's what we do in the NBA Finals. We see one game and then we decide it's over. You know, one game after, although I will say, I mean, this series was, when the Warriors won game, uh, the first game they won, it was over. They they were champions, and then when they won Game One against the Mavs, I knew that was over. You know, so a little different. But some series—that's what I was trying to tell people last year. Some series you can't decide that it's over. The Suns in the first two games were shooting unconscious; they were out of their minds. They were going crazy. 
Booker was making shots that. Remember when Booker would make a shot? Remember he'd get fouled and he'd lay down and he'd be like, he'd be like perked up with his head a little bit. And he was like, what are you doing? And Chris Paul was driving me nuts. That whole team. Monty Williams. They they thought they had it won. You listen to some of the things that they say. You heard Chris Paul there just now talking about this is why I came here. They thought they had it won. All they had to do was win two of the next five games, and they were NBA champions. Bucks had to win four of the next five. I'm going to play this for you. This is what I said coming on the air the next day. And you might think, Bart, we've heard you say many times that you believed in the Bucks to win the title. And we all know that you put out parade chairs uh, last year. At what point is enough enough? At what point are you going to try to give this up? And I would say to you, the answer to that is never. Because just like Sterling Sharp did not have a long enough career and should still be in the Hall of Fame for how elite he was, if my radio career ended right now, I was so elite last summer that I should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Not the Milwaukee Media Hall of Fame, not the, not the Wisconsin Broadcasters Hall of Fame, the Radio Hall of Fame. Your boy came on here down 0-2 and said they were winning this series. Your boy put out parade chairs. Your boy went on Gelby's show. I went on Chicago. I, I was all over the place. I was on every Odyssey station known to man saying, you dare bet against this team. You dare bet against this team. And then you say, well, Bart, that's great. You must have profited big time being that confident. And I would say, as a matter of fact, I did not for I... I'm unable to bet in Wisconsin because of archaic rules. And I couldn't even do it illegally because I told that website never to allow me again, not just by credit card, but by social because I had a bad night four summers ago. So I did reach out to my good buddy, Ryan Horvat, who's got vacation. We'll talk to him in a couple of weeks, but I said, Horvy. I need you to put some money on this for me. I need you to put some money for them to come back. And I think I even said in six. I said, Bucks are going to win every game the rest of the series. Put money on that for me. Oh, I'd win a nice, cool couple hundred, maybe a thou, just by placing a hundred on it. He said, Bart, I can't do that. As a friend, I can't do that for you. And I appreciate him looking out for me, but he also did cost me a good sum of money. But I cost myself by... Ultimately, I am to blame. I understand. But I got on the air last year, opened that microphone, and I said, guys, there is no way this team is not going to win the NBA Finals. This was the morning of the next day. Bucks lost game two of the NBA Finals a year ago today. And your boy comes on the air and says this. Because I think the Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals. Let's get out to... Wait, I got to... All right. I'm Bart, that's Toby. Good morning. Oh, what a good morning it is. Woo, I feel good. Listen to that confidence. All right, you think, all right, is Bart just being a stupid Bart again? Oh, no. Night. I feel good. I do feel good. I am going to, uh, for the first time in a while, really put myself out there, like really aggressively. Where you want to save my tweets for old takes exposed. You want to save the tape and play it back to me. I am just telling you how I feel. That's all I ever do. 
I think the Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals. I know they're down 0-2. I know last night was frustrating. I know game one was frustrating. I think they're going to win the NBA Finals. You got to win four in the next five. It's going to be hard. Is that what we want to do today? Do we want to be like, oh, you got to win four in the next five? Do we want to be in awe of the Suns? All you guys are in awe of the Suns. If I get one more person texting me or tweeting me, the Suns are just too good, man. We just, they're too good. Are they? They're good. The Suns are a fantastic team. I'm taking away nothing from them. The Suns are so good. They got out of the West. They're good. Oh, they got a lot of good players. Good coach. They're good. You know who else is good? The Bucks yeah. are good. The Bucks are good. You know how I know that? They got to the NBA Finals. And last night, they lost 118 to 108. And I'm I'm I am not joking about this. I am going to go to Walmart after the show. I am buying a lawn chair. I am going to Wisconsin Avenue. I picked in front of the Fister, and I'm going to put a chair there and set it up for the parade. Yes, back to live action. Now, Toby, you've been with me the last year. Have I bragged about my O2 prediction? Not enough, just right, or way too much? Way too much. No, I'm just kidding. No, just about right, I would say. Just about right. Because you, you rightfully so should bring that up. You yeah. called the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. winning the NBA Finals. Yeah. Not when they were up 2-0 in the NBA Finals. No. Not when they were 0-0 heading into the NBA Finals. Not when it was tied. It was 0-2. Yeah. 0-2. And you said, yeah, they'll come back and win this. I'm going to go set up parade chairs. Yeah. I, I, th- I, th- I, think, if I, I think it's what I'll be remembered for. And if we're being honest... You could say, oh, that's just a Bart bit. He didn't believe it. No, I worked with you. You believed it. Oh, I, I believed it so hard. I believed it with every fiber of my being. And that's why you didn't see me make that count. You didn't see me make that prediction again this year, did you? I, I, I didn't say, no, hey, and I, you, I did pray Chase last year. I'm not going to do it again. And you refrained from doing it with the Brewers last year. You're like, yeah. I just, I don't feel it. And you were right on that. But you were dead on with the Bucks. Yeah. If I'm ever going to do it again, I got I to gotta be confident. Your boy knew. And you know what You know what tickled me so so much is that I was listening because what we're doing here is we're remembering the good times. A year ago, last July, last July, our summer was consumed by the Bucks, And now here we are tonight. I'm going to turn on the summer league and then throw my remote to the TV when I remember that I don't know any of these guys and this league sucks. I tried to even watch some of Jabari Smith and... Van Carroll play each other last night. I'm like, I can't. I just can't do this. And I, I'd watch them one on one. I don't want to watch them with all these other losers. No offense. I did see some Badgers that are still playing in the summer league. Vito Brown's still trying to give it a go. He's 27. He's been playing Europe the last six years. You root for a guy like that. Micah Potter, Nate Reavers. They're on random teams. I think Reavers is on the Cavs. I don't even know if Luca Vildoza and uh, Rajon Tucker are actually playing for the Bucks tonight. They got they they were on the summer league roster and then they got cut two hours later. They could still play with them. We'll see. But yeah, I'm gonna throw. So we're in the summer league. We're in, you know got the All Star break coming up. Last year, we had Bucks to talk about every day, and not just like oh content for sports radio, but in our lives. I mean, this was a, you saw 
Oh God, I loved I loved just driving around. I love driving around and seeing the home lit up or seeing the big signs at the public market. Just seeing those little pop-up shops that would pop up all over town selling knockoff Bobby Portis t-shirts. Oh, I loved it. The community pride during the playoffs is unlike anything. I say it for baseball and I say it for basketball. When we have a team in the playoffs, we come together like, like no other. It is so fun. And what tickled me yesterday was when I was listening back is a bunch of you guys felt apprehensive but confident enough as well. So I can brag about it, but I think we all should. Here's some calls from you guys. My confidence right now is uh, shaken. <laughs> Definitely shaken, but I, I still have hope. I still have hope. They went absolutely wild last night. They shot... 49% for field goal, 50% from three-point percentage. If they keep shooting like that, they deserve to win the final because there's no way that anyone can beat them. But like you said before, they only lost by 10. I know they're going to win game three. I'll put money on it right now. After that, I have no idea how it's going to go because the Suns are setting the pace. Take it one game at a time. And then after, you know, we take care of business game three, if we're able to hold on and win game four, now we got it back head head. Nobody's ahead. I truly do believe that the Bucks are going to win in seven. It's just that simple. Everyone calm down and it's it's gonna be all right. We can't give up. So who knows? We can like you said, we can win four in a row. It, it happened to us when we was up two and against Toronto. We was feeling good. Oh yeah, we got these clowns and guess what? They beat us four in a row. So you're right. Bucks in six all day, every day. Yeah, so I wasn't alone, man. I had Bucks Lust. Got Bucks Lust. I love my Milwaukee Bucks. Got Bucks Lust. That next game was Sunday, so we'll talk about game three a little bit. I love my Milwaukee Bucks. The, uh, on Monday. Yeah, Giannis had 42 in game two. Celtics shot 50%. There were signs there to think this can't continue. And also Giannis is going to need to be every bit of the finals MVP that we need him to be. And and that's what happened. Obviously, with the block and the lob, I can't wait to relive those games. We're kind of reliving. Right now, we've relived the two losses earlier this week and today. But now we got four wins to relive, and we'll start that coming up on Monday. Want to talk some college football? We're not done with the realignment. Now there's teams from the ACC flirting with the with the SEC. It's got, it, I get it, but at some point it's got to stop. We'll talk about that and, again, the ramifications of these other teams joining the Big Ten Conference. More on that coming up. More from you as well. 1250 AM, the fan, little sweet child of mine on the bump back here. And this is the only song that I instinctually pretend to play guitar to because of Guitar Hero. I'm, I'm going to get Guitar Hero back. Red, yellow, green, green, red, red, yellow, green, green, red, yellow. Guitar Hero is awesome. 
Yeah, college. I went to college. Okay, so the year of like 2005, we were all old enough to go out to the bars and we'd come back and uh, we'd play Guitar Hero. And then that was when YouTube first started. So we'd sit around, gather around a phone and watch YouTube. Parties, we would have these after parties and they would die when someone would be like, hey, did you guys see this YouTube? And we'd all sit around and watch a YouTube. 2006. Saw this report yesterday. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer uh, from Braden Keith. I don't know who he is, but he's got a check mark. So he says, source, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. This is getting ridiculous. The SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma is like, oh, my God, come on. But the Big 12 is like, ah, we can still. I mean, that sucks. There's these four teams like Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. We can still grab enough teams that are of a stature where we can still make this a five-power conference thing, even with the slant going major toward the SEC. Okay. Then USC and UCLA go to the Big 10, and now you're like, oh, well, the Pac-12's probably going to die. I don't, I mean, they're probably going to die. You could still, you have your 10 teams, but, I mean, you still got Oregon, Stanford, if they're ever good again. I don't know. If this ACC, if, te- if teams start jumping the ACC, because the ACC, I mean, they still got Miami, they got Florida State, they got Clemson, they still got programs that are, that are worth it. But if they jump to the SEC now, that was the SEC going to have 20 teams. And then what's the point? You're going to have these conferences that are so big, eventually they're going to break up again. You know, you're, you're having this era of expansion, which I think eventually might go to an area of breakup again. I don't know what the answer is. Well, they're going to have super conferences. I mean, obviously the ACC has got this TV deal. They're, they're, they're supposed to be locked in to like 2034, but ESPN and then Fox, it's basically ESPN and Fox trying to have their own conferences. That's really what it is. There was an LSU administrator that made that joke 11 years ago. It's not a joke. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't think that the TV deals should be driving this thing, but it is what it is because that's where the money comes from. That's the only reason there's still as many bowls as there are is because of ESPN. Well, and what does that do for— mean to be a Boca Raton Bowl. I just don't like what this does for when you look at the college football playoff. Like, you're still going to do this playoff thing, and now you're going to try to choose the four best teams— and how are you going to choose those four best teams? Like, are you going to have to change your criteria? Because there's going to be teams that don't make the conference championship that are still going to be really good teams because you're going to have 20 teams in your conference. Yeah, you could have an 11-0 Alabama, a 10-1 Georgia. Well, here's the other crazy a 10-1 thing. A 10-1 Florida State that never played each other. Here's the other crazy thing. What happens when you add all these teams into the SEC and Alabama loses two games? Or Georgia loses three games. But they're clearly the best team. But you have, you know, a bunch of these solid teams in lesser conferences that didn't make it into the power conference that's the Big Ten or the SEC that didn't have to play quality opponents, and they have one loss. Or they have none. Are you going to have to start putting in crappy teams because they have an easier schedule because they're not in these big conferences? Because that's probably going to happen if you think about it. Looking at the Big Ten, it's already tough to get out of the Big Ten. Now you add some more schools. So now think about, you know, Michigan or Ohio State. They have two losses, and they came to 
pretty quality opponents. Say USC gets back going, they have two or three losses, but then you have a team like, say again, like Cincinnati. They're not going to be in one of these big conferences, but they are undefeated, but they played against really no one. Well, if I'm college, if I'm college football as a person, I hear you and I say, well, are you telling me that I have more money to be made and you're going to debate about me more? Oh, darn. Well, you know what's going to happen. They're going to do this and they'll say, oh, yeah, that's easy. Eight-team playoff. Yeah, then they'll finally expand. I I just don't like where this is headed, but I think that's pretty much inevitable at this point. The different things that are happening, that's how it's going to be. I think it's going to completely shake things up. And now we're talking about this a lot from football. We're barely thinking basketball, and we're certainly not thinking about the other sports. Well, when you think basketball, it's still a huge field, so I don't know how much you have to really think about that. But you're right. I mean, we are only breaking this down from a football aspect. We're not even breaking it like, okay, to not mention soccer or lacrosse, fine. We're not even like thinking basketball. It's all football. It's all football-driven. And it almost has to be because college football and college athletics have a model where you don't make money with a rowing program. You don't no. make money with a wrestling program. The only reason a lot of these programs are viable is because they get money from the football program. So even though the football program dominates and you're like, oh, geez, that sucks, they have to be. So these teams, even like UCLA, apparently they lost money. So they have to be proactive and they have to join these conferences. Yeah, and I don't like that. Uh, I really don't. And I don't know how much basketball is going to be affected because, you know, you're probably going to play a lot of these teams anyways and you have a larger schedule. So I don't know how much it'll affect them. But yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because everything that we knew about college sports in the matter of what, two or three years now, it's just going to be totally different with the NIL, conference realignment, all this stuff, and it, it just happens so suddenly. It's not like something that, yeah. you know, we thought NIL was coming, but then all of a sudden one day it was fine, and next day you know some dude's signing with some fast food restaurant. And now it's, all right, Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. Oh, that's big news. That's why Lincoln Riley left. Ha, ha, ha. Next thing you know, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. It's, it's just real quickly changing stuff, and everything that we've known and loved for college sports is just really gone in the course of a few seasons. Yeah, it's one thing to think, uh, you know, I'm trying to, as I talked to Ryan Abraham about this, he covers uh, USC football at uscfootball.com. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, which hasn't even happened yet. But then you've got now USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. And when I talked to Ryan, it's like, are you has your head even wrapped its mind around the fact that USC, the Trojans, are going to be a Big Ten football team? It's very hard to wrap your head around. You know, covering the USC beat for as long as I have, there's pretty much every you know six months or so, there's like a drop everything type of story that happens. And US, most of them have been negative. USC doing some weird things, something really dumb, you know, firing Lake Kiffin on the tarmac or Steve Sarkeesian getting fired or whatever it was. There's always some crazy story that happens. You're like, holy cow, what did USC do now? The last couple have been positive, you know, hiring Lincoln Riley out of the blue. That was a big one, you know, back in November. And then this one, taking the whole athletic program to another level and joining the Big Ten and uh, yeah, it, it was hard. I mean, we were down at the Elite 11, which is a quarterback camp. That, you know, the finals were down here right near my house. It was about to start, and we look at our phones, and we see the tweet from John Wilner, and, like, you know, you have to drop everything and go, and go to work. So uh, it, was, 
it was just been a crazy couple of days trying to, to, to just sift through everything that everyone's talking about, what the, the, the schools are talking about, the statements from the different conferences and all of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's a really smart move from both USC and UCLA, but it just kind of shows you how college football is changing uh, rapidly. And it's, if you're USC and UCLA, it's, it's a good sign if you're a fan of the other schools that they're adapting. They're, they're, they're figuring out that college football is changing and they're trying to adapt to it. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the football first because for the football, I, I was thinking – I think why I'm so surprised with USC is they just got Lincoln Riley, and then it's like the Lincoln Riley All-Stars come to the transfer portal, and you look at a USC team that, all right, they're right back in national contention. And if you go through the Pac-12 and win the conference championship and, and go undefeated or you know maybe fall in a game and, and still win that conference, I still think with USC that's a pretty decent ticket to getting to the to college football playoff but they must have just looked at it like we saw what happened with the SEC. You know, the Big Ten is going to want to expand at some point, and we don't want to be left out here with, you know, the Pac-12, a conference that the East Coast basically turns their TV off before kickoff of all these games. So I think from a football standpoint, I I was kind of surprised. I just thought that the – I thought USC would just dominate this conference now for however long Lincoln Riley was there. But it must have been, you know, the situation must be dire enough where college football is changing so fast that USC almost felt like to survive, we need to go somewhere else. I think, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I think if you're going to talk about what would you rather do, what's USC's best chance of, like, winning a national championship or going to the playoff multiple times over the next five years, it would have probably been to stay with the Pac-12, you know, because they can dominate the league with Lincoln Riley most likely and get back there. And if they're, you know, they're at 11 one Pac-12 champion or whatever, uh, I, I think USC's got the cachet that they would make even the 14 playoff, but it's certainly an expanded playoff. But I think long-term is like what you mentioned. I think that's where the USC administration was looking at. It's just what you – I think George Klyovkov is, is doing a nice job so far, his first year on the job, a really tough one, taking over for Larry Scott. But Larry Scott dug such a big hole, he didn't focus on the big brands. He didn't focus on the major sports. He focused on Olympic sports. He focused on parity. He wanted equality, and it's just that's not the future of college football. The big brands drive everything. That's why Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC is such a big deal, and USC and UCLA leaving uh, the Pac-12 is such a big deal. They got the same amount of money as an Oregon State and a Washington State in the Pac-12, and it was significantly less than programs like Vanderbilt and, and Purdue were getting. So when you look at that, uh, I mean, it just could you sustain that model going forward and still think you can compete with Ohio State and compete with Alabama and compete with Georgia. I think they saw long-term that just wasn't going to happen. And what's the easiest way to, to get, you know, get on that level would be to join an existing conference that they have. The, the Big Ten has their ducks in a row. They're going to sign another huge media deal that's going to get even bigger now because USC and UCLA are joining it. So I get what they're doing. I think it's more of a long-term play. But you're right. If they just stayed in the Pac-12 for the next four or five years, they'd have probably been dominating. It would have been great. But – what happens after that? Are you going to be able to get those recruits with NIL being such a big deal and you're having so much less money than the, the SEC and the Big Ten would? So I, I think it's more of a long-term play, and I think it's a pretty smart one. Obviously, the travel is a big part of this. Talking with Ryan Abraham, uh, uscfootball.com, you know, you look, at, you look at how the pro leagues are set up where there's the National League Central, the NFC North, the Western Conference, and the NBA because teams are trying to limit travel – and UCLA and USC are 
signing up to travel across the country five, six times a year just in football. I want to talk about the other sports in a second, but but just in football, I mean, that might get taxing. I, I, what we're telling you in the Big Ten is, okay, there's some teams here that you think, yeah, you know, Purdue, you can beat them, Illinois. There, USC fans do not know the agony yet of an early start time in Northwestern, Northwestern, <laughs> just off of Lake Michigan, you know, in October, in November. I think some of these settings are going to be uh, an eye-opener for them in a couple of years. I think some of the the weather, obviously, is going to be an eye-opener for them. It's just, it's it's crazy to imagine watching on a, on a Saturday morning, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know if they'll do 11 o'clock times with the with the West Coast teams that they have, but just to watch USC at uh, Penn State, USC at, at Rutgers. I mean, there's a lot of travel that they're going to have to undertake here, and I think that's, you know, that's, that, that might catch up with them. I don't know. No, I think, and you see, like, the NFL, even the NFL, when teams on the West Coast go East, it's uh, more detrimental than when East Coast teams come West. It's just, the, you know, the time change going forward and all that. You lose time. Uh, I think it's something that that's shown, and I think that's definitely going to be a disadvantage. And USC's rival, out of conference rival, is Notre Dame. So there's already a Midwest trip every other year to begin with. Now you're going to be adding four or five more every year. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna it's going to add up, and I think it's going to be significant. But I think the, the you know the bump in revenue is going to allow you know nicer charter flight. I mean, I think they're going to try to have the best accommodations possible to try to help the student athletes as they're traveling as much as they're, you know, they're definitely going to be. And we don't know. I mean, the, the big 10 might still expand more. And if they add a couple more West coast teams, like a Oregon and a Washington, that would limit some of the travel and have a, maybe a West coast pod kind of a, a thing going on there too. So I don't know, but you know, two years from now, it's probably going to look significantly different. I think there's going to be more expansion, but on the, on the surface, you, know, you look at the 2024 season right now, USC scheduled to open, with LSU in Las Vegas, they're supposed, they're supposed to end the season uh, against Notre Dame. And then in between, there'll probably be nine Big Ten games. Like, that's wow. a good schedule for 2024. So, uh, and I think the one good thing, too, is we'll probably have an expanded playoff by then, right? And if, you know, if you're a, a three-loss or a two-loss Big Ten team, you finish, like, third in the Big Ten, and there's 12-team playoff, like, you're probably making it in with the kind of schedule that those teams are going to have. So, it, I think it'll be a little bit different where you don't have to go undefeated. You could get tripped up at Northwestern on the road, a morning game or something like that. Who knows? Um, but I, I feel like you're going to have, you're going to be tested for sure. Cause it's going to be a tough schedule. Uh, but then I think there's going to be some opportunities to slip up once or twice and still have a chance to make the playoffs just because it's going to be expanded and the league would be so tough. Yeah. You make a good point. I'm looking at all the travel they have to make as it is now, but I don't think that either of these conferences, SEC and now the Big Ten, are necessarily done. So maybe there are some new rivals that were old rivals that pop up and eliminate some of that. I'll tell you, when this news came down yesterday, I did, I'm, I was so stunned by it. It was probably, and because, you know, I'm reading tweets and I'm, I'm reading how people are reacting. I'm watching people talk about it. I'm, I'm just super invested into it. It was probably a good seven hours afterwards where I even thought of another sport where I even thought of basketball, like the big Ten's getting <laughs> USC and the, and UCLA in basketball. And I didn't even think of that. And then I think about all these other sports like lacrosse, track and field, wrestling, rowing, whatever, soccer, all these other sports. Did the people that made this decision at USC and UCLA even consider those other sports 
for a second? Or is this like, surprise, here's some news. And we know you might not like this yet, but I'm telling you, you're going to in the future because you've got basketball teams now. They're going to be traveling 10, 11 times making this making this trek. Hey, I, hey I'm playing tennis at UCLA. What's that? I'm playing tennis at Purdue in the winter. No, no, I'm not. I, I, I think. I mean, did were these other sports even considered? It's funny. I, I, I just talked to a USC administrator about that and the travel and stuff. And if you look, if the other sports were definitely considered. I mean, when you the the, the Pac-12 calls themselves the podcast of champ. I mean, no, sorry, that's my podcast. The Conference of Champions. <laughs> plug uh, away. Plug away. Yeah, but I didn't mean to give you a plug there. But yeah, the the, the Conference of Champions. But mostly because Stanford has like 130 or something championships, and USC and UCLA like have in the 120s or whatever. Like most of the championships are within those three schools. Well, two of them are leaving for the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten will now have more national championships than the Pac-12 will. You know, with more, with, they'll have more programs and everything. But I think it's like 243 combined national championships between the two schools. USC's got a whole bunch of football. UCLA's got a whole bunch of basketball. And then they have a whole bunch of all the other sports and stuff. So, I mean, I think it was considered the, the travel for sure is going to be tough. But when, from what I've heard from them, I mean, they're going to do and work with the Big Ten to mitigate it however they can. The out-of-conferences, there's a lot of the sports that pack the uh, Pac-12 schools like USC and UCLA play are kind of West Coast based. There's a lot of water polo teams and volleyball and all that stuff on the West Coast. So you could keep your whole out-of-conference close and local where it's more of the conference games that you would be traveling and the good thing about having a pair is that uh you know if maryland came to los angeles they could play both you know both programs or whatever sport they're in and so similar kind of stuff when you when usc or ucla travel east you know you try to play multiple teams over a weekend and then come back so i definitely think it was considered it's definitely going to be more challenging but the the biggest challenge for these these non-revenue sports going forward is revenue because there's going to be sports being cut. It's going to be a lot harder on these athletic departments. This deal ensures the revenue. This deal ensures that you will have the money to continue to have these sports. So I, I think they did consider it. And, they, and from the people I talked to, they needed the revenue. to Otherwise, the sports would go away altogether. So, yeah, travel be more. But I think having this kind of a deal where you're making triple the amount of money you were before keeps those sports viable. Ryan Abraham, USCfootball.com, and – the podcast of champions at Pac-12 podcast, but that podcast might be a casualty here if if you're not in the Pac-12 anymore. <laughs> we were talking about that. We we call it the podcast of champions, and uh, the, the the two hosts, myself, I cover USC, and my partner covers UCLA. So the the two are leaving. <laughs> so I don't know. We might cover the Big Ten. I'm not sure what we're going to do with it, but we got a couple of years, I guess, to figure it out. So interesting stuff all the way around. Uh, Ryan seems to think that there will be an expanded playoff at some point. You think that would have to be? You think that would have to happen? Although maybe would I don't know. Does it make it more likely or less likely? Right now, you've got five power conferences technically, and you've got four spots. The Big Twelve. Man, the Pac-12 is not going to be a power five. The Big 12, it's going to be, it's the SEC and the Big 10, and then there's like a ladder to it then, the ACC and the Big 12. And if you're the champion in the Big 12 and you go 10-0, and 0, there's going to be so many teams in the SEC that you get three of them to go 11-1. and one. one team misses the playoff after, or misses the championship game. It's going to be interesting. Uh, at some point, it's got to stop. I think this is a carousel that's moving. But at some point, you spin that carousel too hard. It's going to fly off, 
at some point it's going to fly off. So it seems like it's this is at the same time it's necessary for college football to survive, but it's also whirling into the sun. Like at some point the sun will explode and suck us all in. It will devour Earth. So we know that's going to happen, but to survive until then, we still need to do these things. That's kind of what it feels like. 414-799-1250, back in three minutes. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hip, current, and trendy. That's what we are at 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. Hey, you got to check out fourth base if you get the chance this weekend. You can call and get a... Order for pickup, too. Some of their chalkboard specials right now, fourth base on national. How about the herb-crested herb? Herb. Herb. I love my herbs and spices. The herb-crested walleye, the blackened Cajun salmon. I got to go there and get some fish. The seafood zoodle stir-fry. Those are zucchini noodles, which my wife made me those once. I go, this is going to be the worst food ever, and it was very good. I actually request it. The chicken and mushroom scampi. A lot of good fish. The steak sandwiches. They got different weekend dinner menu items. The jumbo Cajun shrimp. The tenderloin filet dinner. Oh, I've had this before. The crab stuffed portobello mushroom. Bacon wrap, crab stuffed shrimp. So much good stuff. The bone and ribeye. And you check it out. It's all sitting there ready to be made for you in their deli case. This is fourth base on National they filmed scenes in the movie Major League there, that horseshoe bar, great atmosphere, really good spot to check out, hang out before a game, during or uh, after as well. Fourth base on National. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. Matt's in the falls. Money Matt. What's up? That's right, Bart. Um, so I'm listening to you talk about this college football thing, and I, I absolutely loved your analogy of uh, the sun thing. Yeah, they're going into the sun. Yeah. yeah. I just made that up on the spot. That was really good. So that got me thinking, like, what what could possibly, like, like what is going to happen? So I thought maybe they could blow the whole thing up Hmm. and do a draft of teams. So you have Archie Manning and Condoleezza Rice and Matthew McConaughey and whoever else just draft teams into different, like, conferences. And you could even get really crazy with it and make it like Harry Potter houses and call the conferences like Kragglesmoth or something. Wow, something. And um, so, yeah, you just you just get all these people in a room and everybody picks a team. So you get like Alabama to Grazzle Deuce, and then the next person goes and they're going to take, you know, 
they'll take Georgia. And it just goes around and around to all the teams are gone, and then everything is divided, and geography so doesn't you, matter. So you want it all it over anyway. the country. I, I, I don't want that. Hey, it already is. It already is, Bart. Well, I know. I don't like it. Exactly. So, I mean, well, this just speeds up the process to where we're going, I guess. Because otherwise, I don't, I don't know what other what is the other solution. We can't go back to geographic because the money... As we know, money is everything, and the money doesn't make sense geographically because of how, you know, college football in the south and the north, it's all different. And money just rules the world, Bart. That's that's really what we've discovered here. Well, yeah, that's why I'm happy two years ago I put all of my money in Ethereum. Oh, that was, <laughs> well, two years ago, yeah, that would have been okay. But No, I, did, I made $1,000 off Bitcoin. I bought a new set of tires. That Two years it. ago or just, like, recently? Uh, no, not recently. No, no. Now you can't even well, try to log your money out there. The, the site's like, oh, no, oh, we got a problem. No, because there isn't any money. It's all fake money. So then when you try to withdraw it. Yeah, it's a scam. There is no money to withdraw, and then the, the business just closes down, but nothing happens because they're based in the Bahamas. It's really cool. Yeah, all right, Matt. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See you later, Bart. Matt in the falls, 414-799-1250. What do you think the end game is for college football? Like, when are, when are they done? The answer to that is never. But what will we get to? Are we going to get to a 30-team SEC and a 30-team Big Ten? Well, I think the end of it is no conferences, and they do something totally different. So, like, 120 teams that play each other? No. Like play it, each other? It wouldn't just be, like, one giant conglomerate conference. They would do something, but it wouldn't be, like, independent conferences. Like, it wouldn't be a Big Ten. It wouldn't be an SEC like it'd be NCAA shank- sanctioned, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, almost like a professional league in a lot of ways, where you have an Eastern and Western conference or NFC AFC. Well, then you would need one person in charge, which mm-hmm. college won't do. Man, it was just so much easier. Wait, no, that's a Southern voice. It was so much easier back in my day. Yeah, you, you knew who you're gonna play every year. You knew there'd be the game against the Gophers, the game against the Hoosiers, and then if you won enough of those games, New Year's Day, you got to see the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. There was nothing more great than watching Alamichi run for 72 yards, and the Badgers win the 41 Rose Bowl. It was incredible. Me and, me and your grandma, we traveled the summer that we went to Penn not Penn State, they went around. We went to Michigan one year. Saw some apple orchards on the way. It was just, it was incredible. Why'd you go from a southern to like a New England? This is my old man voice. My my grandpappy's from from Boston. <laughs> How is it that you've lived in Wisconsin your entire life and you can never do a Wisconsin accent? I'm a walking Wisconsin accent. You are, but you, like, how in the world are you like, let me sound more Wisconsinite. Let me go right down to Mississippi. Well, I'll tell you one thing, because up north is the south. People don't understand that. <laughs> Once you get past Highway 10, you're basically in the bayou. That is, a, that is a proven fact. Instead of swamps, it's lakes, but it's the same sort of thing. You see rundown houses. You see buses in front yards. You see weird creatures walking around. You got everybody in cutoff jean shorts, males. 
It's the same. It's the Italian. It's the same thing. Don't get me started when you cross the bad side of the border. And I ain't talking about Canada. I'm talking about the the UP. Uh, Tom's in River West. Tom, what's up? Oh, you dropped. Okay. Well, thanks for the call. Seven nine nine. What did Tom want? Where'd he go? I have no idea. I say to talk to Tom. He tweets all the time. All right, I got something fun for you. We did this yesterday with the NFC, so I think it's only fitting that we do it today with the AFC. Ooh. I'm going to give you an exclusive. Bart Winkler's AFC Tears. All right. Top teams in the AFC this year, man. Is the NFC somehow better? No. I don't know. Who's going to be good in the AFC? All right, let me give you the lead dog. I'm saying the lead dog is the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, 100%. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go to Buffalo to watch the Packers play there the night before the Chicago Blackhawks play the Sabres in Buffalo. So I might head up that one too. By the way, the Chicago Blackhawks schedule came out, and there ain't no game in Milwaukee on it. I don't know what that report's about. But there is not a game in Milwaukee on it. I Oh, we had that confirmed. Minnesota, Chicago, and Milwaukee. I don't see it. All right, so the Bills are the top dog. Uh, the next tier, I don't think there's going to be that big of a regression. I, I'm still going to say Joe Burrow and the Bengals are right up there. No? Uh, I think the Chiefs are ahead of them. Well, I'm putting the Chiefs in this tier. Yeah, but I think the Chiefs are ahead of them. I like the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Chargers. Ooh, see, I like the Broncos. I think the Chargers and the Bengals are in the same tier. The Chargers and the Bengals are in the same tier? Yeah. I kind of think But you think gonna... the Broncos are ahead? Yeah. I I'm think not, the... I I'm not buying the Broncos. I'm just I think not. the Ravens are ahead of the Bengals. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Ravens. Put them up there. Dude, I'm not buying the I, I'm not anything I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying the Broncos. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, all right, so we, but those teams are going to be in there. The Raiders, I don't know, man. Maybe ten wins at the most. I don't expect the Pat. But what are the Patriots going to do? They got your boy uh, Devontae Parker, right? Yeah, I don't see the Patriots being there. I, I don't know. I think they're a little bit behind. To me, like the teams that I think could come out of the AFC, Browns B- are done. Bills, Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs. Broncos. Those are the five you think can come out of the AFC? Who did you say? Bills, Ravens? Bengals. Bengals. Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs, Broncos. I would say the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Ravens. So I'm just taking the Broncos out and putting the Chargers in. Yeah, right? see, I'm, I got to see a little more out of the Chargers. They did make a lot of moves on their defense. I do like that, though. That defense is going to be like the 85 Bears. Hey, listen, man. Let me tell you. That defense Broncos is going to be like the... Let's ride. <laughs> that defense is going to be like the 39 Portsmouth oil makers. <laughs> Who's going to be the worst? Uh, The Texans. How good do you think the Jets will be? Okay, I think the Jets... I think the Texans and Jets are in like 6-7 territory. How good do you think the Dolphins will be? Uh, nine and nine and eight, like they were last year. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna be bad. No, I like should... I don't think there could be. 
the bat, like the low win teams, like the three win teams, the four win teams. They could all be in the NFC. Those are coming from the NFC. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston, the Jets, these teams all won four games or less last year, but I like them to win, you know, at least five, six, seven. AFC West is going to be interesting. What do you think is the winning record for the team that wins that division and the team that finishes in last? What's their record? Uh, 12 and five and then eight and nine. One team will disappoint. I think that's going to be the Raiders. Yeah, well, not, not all those teams. It's not going to be the AL East here where they all get in. One of those teams are going to disappoint. You know who I think is going to suck is the Colts because I think Matt Ryan sucks. Nah, I think they'll be fine. They're still just going to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. These old quarterbacks, Matt Ryan sucks, dude. But then they're just going to focus on the run. They did that last year. Matt Ryan sucks. How no, about Pittsburgh? All the Steelers are going to suck. Yeah. How many games does Pickett play? Uh, probably all of them. You think he starts right away? Well, I don't know. Is Tomlin going to like pretend to try to win with Mitch and then go to Pickett? Some of these teams, they want to go to their starter right away, and then they're like, no, we shouldn't. Like The Bears should have played Justin Fields the whole year. Real, real year. quick, going back to the Jets, some people are looking at that thinking that they could have a Bengals-type rise because of what they have on that offense. Let's rise. Do you think they're going to be good? I think the Jets will be good. Or at least do you think that offense is going to be exciting or Zach Wilson just suck? I've heard good things about Zach Wilson this offseason. I think Zach Wilson is bad, though. I kind of think that offense is going to be one of the most fun to watch in football. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Mm. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Mm. Corey Davis, jeez. Michael Carter. Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, interesting. So that's your exclusive. You know, the one team we haven't even mentioned is Tennessee, and they were the one seed last year. We haven't even, we haven't even said <laughs> I don't even know where Good or at. bad, we haven't even said them. All right, join us on Monday. We've got a Brewers-Pirates recap. We have got Summer League discussion. We've got a look back at Game 3 of the NBA Finals, and we've got the Tim Shea experience as Toby will be back on the afternoons next week. We'll check in with you at some point. Young man. Maybe we'll check in with you. We'll talk some uh, British with you next week. I'm Bart. That's Toby here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.